You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, September the 29th, as we are one day removed, two days removed, really, from the end of the season for our Philadelphia Phillies. A, uh, as we talked about yesterday, an incredibly, massively disappointing season, both in prior to the season expectations and actual in-season how it played it out with the stunning, just stunning September collapsed the third year in a row. This team has folded in the month of September, losing seven of their last eight when, miraculously, if they had just lost six of their last eight, they still would have backed their way into the playoffs. Unbelievable. They lost just enough, just enough of a collapse. The collapse was just horrendous enough. To make them miss the postseason for the ninth straight season. We talked about it yesterday, but it is actually quite shocking when you find out that with the Padres making the playoffs, with the Marlins making the playoffs, with the Reds making the playoffs, the Phillies now only second to the Seattle Mariners in terms of longest postseason drought in all of Major League Baseball. Thus, the longest postseason drought of any National League team. It's stunning, astounding. All these words just don't do enough justice to how truly shocking it is that after the run that we had from 07 to 11 and where we felt like we were as a franchise, and yes, there was mismanagement after that. We knew that. took too long to move on, all that stuff, but never did we think that we would be sitting here nine years later still on the outside looking in and in a uh, you know tenuous position as a franchise with a lot of question marks, and that's... One of the things I want to get into today is kind of what's next, you know? We know what went wrong. We've talked about it ad nauseum all season, but what went wrong was a roster that included the worst baseball, uh, the worst bullpen we've seen in our lifetimes, the second worst bullpen in the history of baseball other than the 1930 Phillies, according to the numbers, a bullpen that really, truly sucked the joy out of watching baseball this season. And don't get me wrong. After we went four and a half, five months, whatever it was, without sports, after baseball was shut down, and we didn't know if we were even going to have a season this year, I am incredibly grateful that I got to spend the last 60-plus days watching baseball. Don't get me wrong. I am very, very happy that we got to watch baseball this year, but, man, it was not fun when we did it. You know, I appreciate it, but... This bullpen sucked the life out of the season. Every single game you watched, you knew no lead was safe. You can't enjoy baseball that way. You can't enjoy watching a team when you know that when they're scoring runs, you, you can't enjoy it because in the back of your head, you're thinking, well, I, I know that, that we're still going to lose. I know they're going to blow it. And then, you know, adding in all the other issues we saw, the injuries obviously depleted the team. The lineup was very good at times this year, but ultimately petered out at the end with all the injuries. Aaron Nola, uh, certainly a massively disappointing end of the season. Nola essentially had two starts at the end of the year 
where if they win either of those starts, they're in the playoffs. One against the Nationals, one against the Rays, and you know didn't show up in either. You know, no offense, Aaron Knowles is a great pitcher, and we've seen him be great. But in his two biggest starts of his career to date, he failed. There is no other way to put it. I mean, he's not an ace. You can't say that now. You know, he's a uh, a high end two, as is Zach Wheeler, for that matter. So look, you know, we know what went wrong. The question is, what happens next? Where do the Phillies go from here? There are a lot of issues facing this roster and, of course, above the roster. As let's dive into it and we'll continue to, you know, kind of do the post mortem as we go and all that. But I think very clearly looking at this roster, looking at this bullpen, looking at the way the 2020 season shook out, that after five years at the helm of this team, the, the big question going into this offseason is will Matt Clentac keep his job? Will Andy McPhail keep his job? Will the power structure in place stay in place? Now, I think if you polled Phillies fans, I think we know the answer would be that, that Matt Klintak has to go. We have gotten almost no news on what is actually going to happen up until this point, other than one cryptic Bob Brookover tweet yesterday that reads as follows, quote-unquote, a team source said he does not think the Phillies will fire GM Matt Klintak. Now, obviously, that is a, a loose report, right? I mean, the word think is in there. A team source does not think. This is not saying a team source said Matt Klintak's keeping his job. So it is a, a report, but a, a soft one. And not, no offense to Brookover, it's just what it is. You know, it's, it's not a, a very strong statement from the team source, but it is still the only clue we've gotten as to whether Matt Klintak will be here or not, and it was met with a lot of outrage, as you can imagine. And look, John Middleton did give Matt Klintak a contract extension before last season. We know that. That came out. You know, after his quote-unquote objectively excellent offseason, he got an extension. He still owes $6 million to Matt Klintak. The question is, will John Middleton be willing to cut that? I mean, now let's be real. That should not be a reason to keep your general manager. Two mistakes doesn't make a right, right? I mean, if you make the mistake of giving him a contract extension, that doesn't mean that you have to keep him if he's not the right man for the job. You're just setting yourself back further. I mean, you need to be willing to cut bait whether or not there's a contract. That's an obvious statement. And I would hope, I would hope, that the contract itself is not a factor in John Middleton's decision because that would be bad business. Now, if the contract's not a factor, it makes it hard to figure out exactly why you would keep him. I mean, if you just look at the, the basic evidence, again, it has been five years. This team has not made the playoffs. After five years, they have not made the playoffs. There is precious little in terms of organizational talent and depth. The two prospects who we had any real hopes for, Alec Bowman and Spencer Howard, are up now. It is barren in the farm system after that. And this is talking about multiple years where you're drafting at the top of the draft as well. So, I mean, that has to be a, a factor in the discussion. Matt Klentek has done a very bad job of rebuilding this farm system, of rebuilding the future of the franchise. And then... When you take that and then you look at the fact they have the seventh highest payroll in baseball, the seventh highest payroll in baseball, and they didn't make the playoffs, 
I mean, the evidence is overwhelming when you look at it that way. I mean, what else are you supposed to do? Five years. Five years, and you have not made the playoffs. Five years, the farm system's barren. And even when you look at the Major League roster, we have so many question marks and issues. I mean, again, the JT Romuto situation alone is a strike against Matt Klintek. The trade itself, as we all know, with what Sixos turned into, looks like a bad trade, regardless of what happens to Romuto. It is what it is. But then you've also put yourself in a position where you've allowed JT Romuto to walk to free agency. And now, granted, that part of that could be on Middleton as well, the inability, not wanting to pay him earlier or the luxury tax stuff or all that, I think, is, is a fair critique as well. Um, but ultimately, I mean, the, the roster is Matt Klintek's job, and the situation is dire. And the fact that, you know, you're committed to this seventh highest payroll in baseball roster right now, and granted, you know, some's coming off the books, you're losing Jake Arrieta, other stuff, but, um, you know, you've got this roster as it is now, and it's not a World Series roster. It's not even a playoff roster. And then you talk about the bullpen. I mean, let's talk about it being the second worst bullpen in the history of baseball. I mean, that's the bullpen that Matt Klintak put together to head into the season, and then made three trades at the trade deadline to try and bolster that historically bad bullpen, and it only got worse. I mean, that has to be on Matt Klintak. That has to be in the discussion for whether he should keep his job or not. So, look, I, I, when the season ended, and the Phillies missed the playoffs, and again, lost 7-8 to do so, and yet again collapsed in September, I thought it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that John Middleton would fire Matt Klintak. That, that was where my head was at. I just assumed that based on evidence, based on what this team has done for the last five years under his stewardship, the lack of talent and development of talent in the organization, I honestly thought it was a fait accompli. I thought it was a no doubt about it. There is no, I'm honestly, I was surprised he wasn't fired yesterday. Like I wasn't, I was surprised we got through the day. I was surprised he wasn't fired Sunday evening. I was shocked. The Angels fired Billy Epler, their general manager, like the second their game ended. They were like, all right, bye. Thank you. Now look, on the flip side of that, we know that John Middleton is a meticulous thinker, as he always talks about, a decision maker like that. Like, again, it took him 10 days to fire Gabe Kapler last year. We all remember it. Waiting in the wind. What's going on? What's the deal? What's the decision? Is he going to do it? Is he not? His GM's coming out and saying he wasn't going to. Or he didn't want him to. And then, and that's another thing. I'm mean, talking about Glentech here when he fired his guy last year against his wishes. And then he's still entrusting him to make these types of decisions. So when I think about John Middleton, the way he makes his decisions, I guess I am less surprised that it has not been decided already um, because it does seem like Middleton is is just someone who's not going to make those type of quick decisions. And that way he's going to, you know, talk to people, pour through evidence and all that. And I have no problem with that. Again, I'm, I understand. I understand if you want to, make sure you're making the right decisions. You're going to go through the check all the boxes. I get that. I mean, I just thought the boxes were pretty clearly checked. You know what I mean? I thought coming into this that, that it was pretty clear what the decision was going to be. And again, that's why that Bob Brookover, you know, report we'll call it yesterday was, was so surprising for a lot of people. Cause I think in a lot of people's minds, it was, it was a no brainer. And to be fair, 
all that we've heard from the national guys, the guys who are usually plugged into everything, and most particularly Ken Rosendahl and Jim Bowden, two guys who absolutely have connections. I mean, Bowden was a former general manager. He is always plugged in, always giving out bits of information that show that that dude has sources. Ken Rosendahl, probably the most plugged in reporter there is. More than Heyman, more than Nightingale, probably the number one. If you had to pick the number one guy, more than passing, it's Rosenthal. And both those guys, in so many words, implied that unless the Phillies had a deep run in the postseason, Matt Klintek would be fired. So there is a real conflicting type of thing going on here. We don't know what to believe. And again, on the flip side, Bob Brookover definitely knows people in that building. I mean, Brookie's been doing this for a long time in Philadelphia. The man has sources. So I don't doubt the veracity of what he's saying. Now, again, to go back to how it was said, a team source said he does not think Matt Klintak, the Phillies will fire Jim Matt Klintak. That is obviously a subjective statement. The guy doesn't think. He's not saying they won't. He's not saying he's back. He's saying, I don't think. So ultimately, as far as we know or, or anyone knows, there's only one man in that bu- building who knows. John Middleton's the one who's making that decision. He might be the only one who, who knows, and, and it does look like he's doing his, his, evidence, you know, his, his um, evidence gathering and all that type of stuff. So, so who knows where his mind is at and how long it'll take him to make that decision. But again, it was surprising to see that when, again, every big-time national reporter who are usually very plugged in on these types of things has come to the forefront, or certainly the the two big ones there that I mentioned, come to the forefront and said that they don't expect him to be back considering the situation. So who knows? It's a mystery right now. Again, much like last year with the Kapler thing where we were kind of, will they, won't they? We're we're back to the will they, won't they? It's the if we don't, if we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. To uh, utter a famous phrase from one of the men involved. Uh, I don't. McPhail, we haven't even mentioned him, but I mean, I think him and Glenn Dyke tied the hip one way or the other. They either post there or both go would be my guess. Either way, I don't think McPhail does that much. You know, he's not really that involved. It's really Clentac who's running the show. Um, so, look, I don't know. Uh, again, if if you had asked me yesterday, I would have told you, bet the house. Clentac's gone. You know, I really would have. I would have been... As I said at the beginning, I, I would have been shocked if you had told me yesterday that Matt Klintag might not be gone. I, I felt very confident in it. Again, I would have bet on it if you could bet on such things. And also, look, I'm, this is this is all strictly business, as they say. I have no problem with Matt Klintag, the person. He seems like a fine man. I, I'm never rooting for anyone to lose their job or whatever. But in certain situations, we, we talk about sports. We follow sports. That's what we do. We know. It is what it is. It's a meritocracy. You have to be judged on what you do. And ultimately, you will gain and lose jobs based on that. That's just the way it works. And I think that you know, the evidence says that Matt Klintak probably doesn't deserve to get another year. That's what the evidence says. Five years, no playoffs. Eight teams made the playoffs in the National League this year, and they didn't make it. That's insanity. Eight teams. They have the seventh highest payroll in baseball. That's crazy. Someone has to be held accountable for this. Three straight years, they have collapsed in September. Seven of eight, they lost to end the season. And they missed the playoffs by a game. It's crazy. So something has to be done. Someone has to be held accountable. Again, if you had asked me yesterday, I would have I would have bet everything I had that Clintac would be gone. Now I don't know. The Brookover report certainly is um throwing me for a loop. And again, I I 
I hope the six million Klintak is owed isn't the reason, but it's something you you, you think about. I mean, it certainly signed him. He also spoke glowingly of him last offseason. You know, he, he was super enthused about Matt Klintak and the job he's done. You know, that was the reason he got the contract extension. So, you know, it would be an about face in a 60-game season. There, I could see how you could reason it away. I could see how John Middleton could say, you know what? No, I believe in Matt Klintak. I'm giving him one more year. I think that is possible. I just, again, didn't think it was as possible as I do now after this broke over report. So we'll see. We'll obviously be here to talk about it. We'll continue to see how this situation bears out and um, and what the Phillies ultimately decide to do is, again, it is a real turning point for the franchise, potentially. Obviously, if they do decide to move on and move on to a new general manager, that is a clear turning point. And if they don't, you know, again, I think they're going to have a lot of mad Phillies fans. I think the fan base is not going to react well to it. Again, there's a fan base that has missed the playoffs nine years in a row. A fan base that was promised. A team that's going to compete. Again, the owner himself said, I want to bring that trophy back to Philadelphia. I'm going to, uh, I will bring it back or die trying. Well, you got to do better than you've done the last few years. <laughs> that to, to, to retain fan support, to have people believe in this team, you have to give them a reason to. And they haven't. I have fair point blank so it's going to be a really really big week for the Philadelphia Phillies and their future and and the perception of the team and all that stuff speaking of which another massive factor and it won't play out this week and and whether it's Matt Klintak or a new general manager making these decisions or whatever I mean there are also big other factors that will spin the future of the franchise and obviously I think JT Romito that situation the number one there Clearly, and you know, of course, Didi Gregorius is now a free agent after the one year deal. Um, you know, they have to get another starter or two as Jake Arietta off the books. What do you do there? You have to rebuild an entire bullpen. Yeah, a whole bullpen. You start to finish, top to bottom. So there are a lot of things. I mean, they have to be willing to spend money. There's not a lot of help coming from the minor leagues. There's a lot of issues if you want to contend right away, which is what they want to do, what they've said they want to do. Why? Theoretically, he would keep his job. There are a lot of questions. So the JT thing, I think, is you know probably the biggest of those. Not probably, definitely. And uh, Bryce Harper, as he has done all year, very vocal about him wanting JT Romuto to be here, sign him, doing the you know all the stuff at the games, all the stuff, and like really, really putting it to ownership and to, to the front office, saying like this guy needs to be here. Well, guess what, Bryce. Doubled down, tripled down, quadrupled down in his end-of-year press conference, Zoom conference with the reporters. This is what he had to say. He was not mincing words. Quote-unquote from Bryce Harper, JT Romito needs to be our catcher next year. Plain and simple. He's the best catcher in baseball. He's the best hitting catcher in baseball. Our guys love to throw to him. If it's Wheeler, Nola, if it's anybody. Anybody that's the best at their position, hitting and fielding, needs to be signed. And that is JT Romuto. I don't think that should even be a question. There's going to be two or three teams in the NL East who are going to go after that guy. And if that happens, I mean, that's going to be tough to swallow for us. Wow. Wow. I mean, Bryce Harper has been doing it all year, and those are as, as, as definitive and point-blank in terms as he put it. He said to John Middleton, you better not let this guy get away. That's what he just said, point-blank. And he said, you better not let the Mets sign him. I hear the rumors. I see the rumors. I know what's going on. You better not let him get, get away. That's what he's saying. 
and he's putting it right on him. And that's the thing that's so frustrating about the JT situation is like, I want JT here more than anything. And and obviously Bryce does and the whole team does, but you're also talking about a guy who's about to be 30 at the catcher position. Like, a bidding war gets scary. You know, how much are the Mets willing to pay? At what point do you have to say, all right, we can't do that? And then if you do, if the Mets just overpay, and again, I would I wouldn't want them to go crazy here, especially if they're not gonna go over the luxury tax and all that, or if they're gonna be hesitant about it. I mean, you have to be smart about this stuff. But then you lose them to a division rival, and then what happens then? Then your your star player Bryce Harper is devastated. The team is is shook. Then you have to, I mean, it's just, it's a horrible situation. They've gotten themselves into an absolutely devastating situation with JT Romito. Not only is the guy they traded for him looking like one of the best young pitchers in the sport period, end of story, shut it down, like a a future all-time pitcher, Hall of Fame talent type pitcher. Not only that, but the entire fan base has spent the whole season yelling, sign him. Don't let him go sign him. And then on top of that, your star player saying it. Point blank at the end of the season and as, in as, as plain and simple, to use his words, terms as you could possibly have. What do you do? The Phillies are so hamstrung in this situation. They are in a, a bind, man. Like, they can't let him get away. They're going to have to spend money. They're going to have to be willing to spend money, not just on JT Romito, but then you also have to buy a bullpen. You also have to buy another starter. Like, they're going to have to be willing to, to pony the hell up, this team, if they want to compete with this group of guys. And they pretty much have to because they just spent five years rebuilding, you know, or, or two, three years rebuilding and then trying to go for it. I mean, we, we're not going to go through that again, right? Certainly not if you pay Bryce Harper what you paid him. It's a tough spot. And that's why the person making these decisions is so incredibly important. That's why the Matt Clentak thing is such a hot-button issue for all Phillies fans because this organization is really at a crossroads right now. It feels like. It feels like they need to make the right decisions now about their general manager, about JT Romuto, about how much they're going to spend, about re-fixing this bullpen, about starting to draft and develop better, obviously, that is paramount to this team's chance or ability to contend in the future. It's it's a massive offseason. We talked a lot about last offseason, the biggest offseason in the franchise history, the Harper stuff, all this type of stuff. Like This, in a lot of ways, could be bigger. The direction of the franchise could be set. And again, it all starts with the Matt Clentak decision. So we'll find out over the next few days, I would think. But again, it took Middleton 10 days to make a decision about uh, Gabe Kapler. It wouldn't shock me if he takes his time here. Look, the fan base wanted Gabe Kapler gone with a v, like a, a, a passion last year. It feels similar right now with Matt Klintak. Middleton did get rid of Kapler, but he didn't do it right away like everyone wanted to. He took his time and made a decision. Whether or not Klintak stays, it feels like that's what we're going to have again. But man, what a, what a massive decision for John Middleton. It really is. This is a big one. And it's going to set the franchise on, on a path one way or another. And that path is um, 
you know, going to decide whether the Phillies are, are a true contender in the years to come and, and are, whether they are a, a franchise that is built on solid ground for the future as well. So it is a, a massive offseason on every single level, and we'll see. Fingers crossed because there are a lot of big decisions to be made. We can only hope for the best. We'll continue to talk about these. We'll see what happens, see if there's any word on Klentak, and then obviously we'll look deeper into the JT situation. We'll look deeper into the roster, what moves are going to happen. Didi, is he coming back? What do you do? There's so much to get done. We'll, we'll break it down this week and look at you know, what needs to happen and what kind of offseason we're headed for because it is going to be a, uh, a crucially important one. So until tomorrow. And maybe we'll have more news. Maybe we won't. Either way, we'll be back. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.